Hello and welcome to the Bureau Podcast. I'm Matt Cowan, the Bureau Chief and your host. Thank you for listening in. Coming up in this episode, I've got some news, an interview and a review. Oh, no, some cold calls. That's right. I'm going to cold call some concierges at some of Ho Chi Minh City's leading hotels to see what their recommendations are for where to eat and drink in our great city. So be sure to stick around for that and more. Let's get into it. karaoke venue caught fire Tuesday night this week in Bin Yung, a province bordering Ho Chi Minh City to the north, killing 23 people, while others were injured attempting to flee. The fire engulfed the karaoke venue around 9pm Tuesday evening, after which staff at the venue attempted to put it out, but to no avail as the fire spread quickly, trapping customers and staff inside. Many were forced to rush to the balcony with four people jumping from the second floor, sustaining injuries in doing so. It was reported in VN Express that a 27-year-old employee of the venue said the fires started after explosions on the first and second floors, trapping some 40 people inside. Since the fire, it's believed that the death toll has risen to 32. Meanwhile, the fire departments of Ho Chi Minh City and Dom Nai Province have discovered that 140 karaoke venues have failed to meet fire safety requirements. Surprise checks at 150 karaoke venues have found scores of them falling short of safety requirements relating to design and equipment. The cause of the fire in Bin Yung hasn't been announced yet, although it's believed a short circuit may be to blame. Making the news recently has been the concerning increase in the number of Vietnamese men turning to penis enlargement techniques without seeking professional consultation first. Doi Chair News, a local news site here in Vietnam, this week reported that cases of infection, inflammation and necrosis, basically the death of human body tissue, are increasing. The report says there has been a spate of cases where a significant number of men have presented at local hospitals across the country after having injected silicon into their penises in the hope of making them larger. In one case, a 30-year-old man from Kamau province in the Mekong Delta was recently admitted to hospital in Ho Chi Minh City as a result of injecting silicon into his penis. The product in question did not have a clear description of its ingredients and in addition had been purchased in Thailand by his friend. As a result, doctors had to remove tissue that had been infected by the liquid silicon and then reconstruct the patient's penis. It's also been found that it's common for men to use cheap silicon pumps in the hope they will enlarge their penises, only to find that the poor quality can cause severe infection if used continuously. Other methods include the insertion of silicon balls into penises to increase size and pleasure during sex. In one case, a 19-year-old man from Hanoi was found to have implanted two silicon balls, one centimetre in diameter, into his penis. However, two weeks later, he had to have them removed before necrosis ensued. The use of liquid silicon for cosmetic surgery in Vietnam is illegal, according to the Toy Chair article. VN Express recently reported that a transgender law for Vietnam has been drafted so that transgender people will be entitled to maternity benefits, including the right to marry according to their gender. The draft also states that a transgender person will not need to undergo medical intervention 
in order to be recognised as such and that medical interventions will be entirely voluntary. According to the article, data from Vietnam's Ministry of Health states there are close to 500,000 transgender people in Vietnam out of a population of approximately 100 million. Although it's believed that actual numbers are much higher due to the stigma associated with it. Meanwhile, a total of 40% of transgender respondents to a Ministry of Health survey revealed that they had attempted suicide in the past and that their fear of discrimination prevents them from seeking information about healthcare services. In Vietnam, very few transgender people are recognised by law, according to the VN Express article. In order to change gender, individuals currently need to provide confirmation of biological features that make them eligible to do so surgically, which also enables them to amend information on personal documentation to reflect that change. A change in the law will mean anyone wishing to change their gender will not be required to do so surgically. It's believed that most people currently leave Vietnam to neighbouring countries such as Thailand to undergo changes in gender. However, once they return, they're unable to change their personal details. The transgender law draft will be presented before the National Assembly Standing Committee before the end of the year. BN Express has reported that Cambodia has repatriated 12 Vietnamese workers who'd been trafficked to the country to work. According to a spokesperson for Vietnam's foreign ministry, Vietnam has so far cooperated with Cambodia in order to bring back over 600 people safely. Cambodia has also completed the repatriation procedures for 25 Vietnamese workers who had been trafficked, including 11 rescued from a casino after 42 escaped. However, only 40 made it back across the border after swimming across a river, one worker was caught by casino security, while another, a 16-year-old, was swept away and is believed to have drowned. As a result, Cambodian authorities are ramping up efforts to stamp out human trafficking in the country. It's believed thousands of Vietnamese have been trafficked to Cambodia, enticed by the promise of easy jobs and high pay, only to be exploited and forced to work under slave labour-like conditions with meagre pay. Since the beginning of the year, Cambodian authorities have reported that 865 human trafficking victims have been rescued. Vietnam's first cargo airline could be delivering its first consignment by December. IPP Air Cargo is yet to receive its licence to fly, However, it's already reached transport agreements with two of the world's leading computer chip manufacturers in northern Vietnam. If IPP Air Cargo receives its license by the end of November, the airline will launch its first flight from Katbi Airport in the northern city of Haiphong. The airline is expected to operate weekly flights transporting agricultural produce from Queensland in Australia to Da Nang starting from next year. IPP Air Cargo has plans to rent four Boeing 737 aircraft, one of which has been delivered, with the other three due in December and April. A recent news report has stated that the cargo company has also signed deals worth $3.5 billion US dollars to buy 10 Boeing 777 freighters. IPP Air Cargo has a charter capital of 300 billion Vietnamese dong, or 12.8 million US dollars with IMEX Pan Pacific Group holding a 70% stake, while the family of the company chairman, Jonathan Han Nguyen, holds the rest. The airline targets revenues of 71 million US dollars in its first year of operation. 
IPPG is the official Vietnamese distributor of 92 brands in fashion and F&B, including Rolex, Calvin Klein Jeans, Nike, Versace, Armani Exchange, Burger King, Domino's Pizza, Dom Perignon, Hennessy and Chandon. And in sport, boxer Winty Tu Ni failed in her bid a couple of days ago to become the unified world champion after losing to Costa Rican boxer Yoscata Valle in their bout. Valle, who has successfully defended her world IBF belt five times, used her experience and home ring advantage to defeat Ni in San Jose in the United States. Valle dominated the fight from round one, although the diminutive but powerful Ni from Vietnam hung on to go the full 10 rounds. Ultimately, however, Valle won the bout and the title 100-90. 26-year-old Ni became the first Vietnamese boxer ever to win a world championship after defeating Japan's Etsuko Tada last year. And that's all the Bureau News for now. Bureau news for this episode. Great to see some of Vietnam's immense sporting talent taking it up to the best in the world. Unfortunately, Ni couldn't quite do it this time, but it looks like she's got plenty of fight left in her. After all, she's only 26 years old. Let's hope she keeps going. Let me know what you thought of the news by answering the short poll I've attached to the bottom of this episode on Spotify. I'd really appreciate your feedback so I make these episodes even better. If you're listening on a different platform, you can let me know on Facebook at The Bureau Asia or go to the website, thebureauasia.com, where I'll post this episode and you'll be able to drop a comment there. But as always, be nice. Well, he's been living in Vietnam for over a decade and has written for publications such as Any Arena. You'll be familiar with that if you lived in Ho Chi Minh City about five years ago and Drink Magazine. And also for a time, he was the managing editor at Vietcetera, a large online news and lifestyle channel here in Vietnam until he took on the position of brand manager for new and exciting hotel disruptor, Wink Hotels. David Kay is also the managing editor of Wink's The Dot magazine, probably the best publication of its kind in Vietnam, in either English or Vietnamese, that each month features amazing in-depth guides for where to eat, drink, and basically be merry. David gave up some of his precious time to chat to me recently at Tuong, the co-working space at Wink in Ho Chi Minh City's District 1. David Kate, thank you for taking time out to chat to me. I'm lucky to catch you. Usually you're either in Hanoi, <laughs> Da Nang, Phu Quoc, like last week, by the pool. So anyway, how's it been? How's it been on the road? Hectic, but exciting, Matt, and thanks for having me today. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, just so much happening, right? You know, hotels that opened and restaurants that opened pre-COVID, um, uh, relaunching or... Uh, regathering traction and new places uh, opening like Hanoi and Hibana, uh, Hibana at the Capella. Oh yeah, uh, that was good. Yeah, we had a good time then, didn't we? And uh, JW Marriott sort of doing a relaunch of their uh, pink flamingo restaurant. 
Uh, did, they get that, did they get that right? Yeah. Was it pink? Oh, pink pearl. Pink pearl. <laughs> last week. <laughs> last I week it I was. Nailed it and I messed it up. Oh. Last week it was blue oyster. <laughs> but um, pink flamingo is a good try. It's a bit closer, right? Ah. <laughs> Yeah, Pink the Pearl. Pink Pearl. Yes. Amazing place to write. Beautiful. And uh, some of Bill Benz's work that we Not been... sponsored this podcast. This is not, no, yeah. I mean, I mean the, the good thing about what, what I get to do and what you get to do is, um, besides the project with Wink Hotel, is to get, you know, get invites and, and, and be able to see some of the, the best places in Vietnam, which they really are, right? And, and I think yeah. not, even, not even the best in Vietnam, but really regionally. Uh, regionally strong places in in the country that we love, so it's, it's sure. amazing to see these these places spring up and really put. You know, we've we, I think we've been here a similar amount of time, haven't we? About eleven years. Yeah. You know, there wasn't this strength of of F and B and hospitality eleven years ago by a long way, uh, and to start to see you know Asia fifty worthy um, bars and restaurants crop up both both for the the recognition of the country, but also just places we can go and hang out. Have a good time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. And you mentioned um, Bill Bensley just before. Um, Chris Thompson calls me Matt Bend. He puts a D in it, I think. Bensley Cowan now. After I've been raving Fun about boy. his, Fun yeah. Boy, I yeah. look. I tell you what. Like with the Marriott last week yeah. there on Fuquok, I said in my video that the place grew on me, and it grew on me pretty quickly. Mm. And I've been lucky enough to stay at the Intercon Dunang and Capella Hanoi yeah. in the last couple of months and, yeah. and they're designed by Bill Bensley yeah. and they're pretty phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, what, what, and they're all different. Yeah, and very conceptual, which I really like. And I think I'm, I'm really interested in, in conceptualising things, whether it's an event or a, even an article. Or, and he does it so well and with, and with so much detail that it's kind of head-spinning at some point, isn't it? And, <laughs> but also that the place reveals itself slowly. Because the level of detail you can't take in immediately and, and over time you start to notice different things and yep. appreciate different things. And the other, the other funny thing was, you know, so my, my, my main life is as brand director for Wink uh, and, and we opened the first one in, in Saigon at 75 Women Kim in March 2021. I know what it's like to make, you know, to, to, to create a hotel uh, and it's a major undertaking, you know. Yeah. Uh, I remember being at the Capella Hanoi and uh, during the hotel tour the, the, the team said, well, Bill created a different scent for each, <laughs> each floor. And of course, each floor is themed differently after artists and performers. Yeah, that's right. But one thing you won't know, because generally you would only go to one floor where your room is, right? That's right. Yeah. So it's not something that anyone would pick up on as a, as a feature. It's kind of invisible, right? You, you, could, easily, you could easily just do one scent. And, and, you know, and even if you, so say you're a regular guest, you stay on the third floor this week and next uh, three weeks down the line, you stay on the, 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 the sixth floor. You're probably not going to remember the scent from, from back then. Yeah. And so it doesn't, there is no real impact or it's invisible. But the, the fact that he puts value on that. And, and that's and the, the level. The level and that's the level. Yeah. And, a, and a hundred other things is, I just think that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. And it's unnecessary and it's... But also necessary, you know, we, we need these people in the world to do things that are just, just, just for, the, for the art of it and for yeah. the joy of it, right? That's what it is. It's, it's just... You and it's, it's also on point for trend as well, isn't it, yeah. with travel. So, so properties 
and you'd know better than me that gen- although Wink is a little bit different, you might mention that in a, in a yeah. moment, but a lot of these properties want you to stay on site. Yeah. You know, so places like Capella and yeah. uh, the Marriott on Fukuok. Yeah. They're based around a theme. And so, yeah. like you said, every floor is different. And yeah. it, it could take, I don't know how long you could stay at, say, Capella. Yeah. And notice everything. Yeah. It'd be weeks, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. It, but it's only 47 rooms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I guess that in, on, on some level, that makes you want to return, right? Because you, don't, oh, feel, you totally. don't feel like you know it completely. And yeah. the, you know, and also, I think they're, they're also mindful of evolving, evolving the experience points, you know, the little theatrical things they do. And, uh, yeah. Speaking to the team there, they 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 had lots of plans to do do other little 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 touches. Like you know, my favorite was um, William in uh, <laughs> shout out to in, William. In shout out to William. He's awesome. Got William uh, in in the Hudson rooms. You know, sneaking off around oh, uh, around yeah. nine p.m. and changing into a station master's uniform. And then coming back out and blowing this whistle. And it's very, you know, very, very chic, uh, art deco, yep. uh, Grand Central Station empowered space. Yep. Tooting this whistle, marching through, and then, um, and then giving everyone espresso martinis in tribute to the train that used to leave, uh, leave Grand Central, Grand Central yeah, yeah. at the same time with a cocktail yeah. carriage on board. So, you know, that, that stuff I just think is, uh, is wonderful, isn't it? And, and I think oh. it's, it's a bigger idea about... Uh, people looking for experiences now, you know. Yes. Uh, and, and and the way they, they, they approach theirs is really uh, admirable. I think. Yeah, I think gone, generally speaking at that that level and that price point of a room yeah. of a stay, the, the old thing of checking into a hotel, going into your room and then going down to the pool and having a cocktail and just sitting yeah. there for it's, a night or two nights or whatever is gone. It's different completely, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, and I guess some people might still gravitate towards that, but uh, or they haven't yet tried. Well, you can it. stay at a three-star or, or something, say, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah, if you yeah, just yeah, want to. Go to an hotel and just chill by the <laughs> pool. Well, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but then you see the levels that these guys reach, and it's something for us all to aspire to, isn't it, in, well, in, in our of, own way? One of my favourite aspects of that stay, and it was totally unexpected, was every happy, whenever a happy hour starts, it's like five o'clock or quarter to five, mm. They have a jazz band down there on the on, on the, the ground uh, floor there in the not backstage is it? It's the um, no, not backstage. Divas. Yeah, the Divas Lounge, Divas I think Lounge, it is. Right. And um, for anyone listening, this Capella Hanoi is opposite the Metropole, but down the street from the Opera House. Exactly. Yeah. So that's sort of driving the whole Just theme of the theme, place, yeah, isn't exactly, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so every day at about I think it's five, quarter to five or five o'clock, the band starts. So you can go down there and have a drink. But then about 15 or 20 minutes in, the actual diva turns up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She turns up for 15 minutes. That's right. Did she dance? She does this dance. She comes was in. Was it to like a Bond theme? Was it Diamonds of Forever or something? Something like I think, I think that. when I was there, it was Diamonds of Forever, and she's like blowing kisses at all these people in the bar. It was like, yeah. whoa. Yeah, and there's a little bar right next to the, the band, where the band yeah, is. And yeah, so yeah, she comes right. in that's and right. she yeah, the demands corner, the drink off, you know, yeah, the yeah, glass yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah, off yeah. the staff member, and then she takes over, right. has a drink, and then says, okay, I'm ready for the stage or whatever. Goes and presumably goes off to yeah, the opera right, house and performs, you know. So things like that. Um, I've, I I've never been to the opera, but yeah, you don't need to now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I appreciated it. <laughs> yeah. I really appreciated yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of thing. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah. The only sort of unusual part about that hotel was 
the swimming pool kind of in the basement. It's a bit like a Turkish area. hammam. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, never used it, but I think one of the reasons I never use it is because <laughs> there's always people coming to look at it. <laughs> so it's not it's not like a really private. Well, there's private that massive chandelier. Yeah, that that, it's that tiling, hangs over it? the so, middle of it. Yeah. But every time I go down there, there's someone looking at it. <laughs> Usually me. You <laughs> must be. <laughs> but there's always there's always, you know marching through with their bag and, and having a, having a go. You must be on so many Instagram accounts. No, man. Yeah, the, on by my accident. On, on my rubber oh. rubber flamingo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing, <laughs> amazing places. Um, so now, given that you you're traveling a lot um, and you've been here for over a decade now, how is it? To try, I know we've touched on a little bit, but what's how's the difference? How different is it from traveling? Making me 10 feel years? old now. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just it's radically different, isn't it? And I, I think the country's moved so fast and changed so quickly that every year of the last ten years yeah. has been radically different, and it and it just shows no sign of stopping, doesn't it? I mean, we just published um, with with the Dot Magazine, which is our Wink Hotel sort of cultural uh, magazine arm. You know, I just put together an article of our favorite places in, in Saigon. Most of them were opened in the last six months, yeah, you know, right. which is remarkable, isn't it? Some, 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 you know, OG kind of places, uh, but just, just the, the ones that are coming to mind as being noteworthy and, and, and exciting or very new mostly. And I think that's true in Saigon and in Hanoi, you know, just back up there in uh, Alchemy Bar and uh, uh, Aban, uh, the the ethnic minority restaurant and uh, oh, right. all these all these wonderful places warehouse club and you know really really world class kind of places the Hafflington not 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 really old a couple of years I guess is it Hafflington yeah. pre COVID uh, that are just just wonderful places and I was always very proudly Saigonese right I don't know about you but I'm always felt Saigon was well ahead of <laughs> everywhere else but you have to give it up to Hanoi right now and say you know the the quality of their their outlets and their concepts is is comparable, if not better, than Saigon. Right. I hate to admit. <laughs> and who's behind these bars that are opening up? Are they just sort of, you know, a bartender who's worked at, say, a five-star hotel or whatever and, and question, found some yeah. money? Or I was lucky to put together a piece for Drink Magazine Asia about this, and uh, I think a couple of years ago. And there was just a big trend of, uh, of bartenders opening their own bars. Uh, and, and ones that have come through, especially ones that have won won some recognition, like Will from right. Doozy, who who was yeah. the world class Vietnam winner, then being backed even more to open Takeover and Co. And now they've opened uh, ASMR uh, in in District Two, and will open Enigma soon in the Refinery Courtyard. So you're seeing these sort of kind of second generation bartenders. I don't know if you, they're still. I, I mean, the first generation is young, isn't it? So it's not like it's not like it's not like a family dynasty. Yeah. It's like you know yeah. the, the guys who trained them. I'm kind of referring to as yeah. the previous generation. You know, uh, you, you class someone like Lam Dugan Dugan yeah. as a, as a older generation, but he's what is he just over thirty or something? I'm not. He's, he's super yeah. young, isn't he? He's baby faced, and he's got his own. Yeah, he's baby faced too, isn't he? Yeah. Get away with anything, yeah. can't he? With that face, uh, and he's got his own bar, and then the guys that he sort of trained, and then and then you still have guys like Richie who trained Lam Duck, like, yeah. you know, Lam Duck and uh, Richie, you know, who opened Sarai back in the day, and, and also worked at Shree. So you have this this you know this whole family tree of bartenders, don't you? That, that's happened in yeah in our in our time here, and then you know. I would say that cocktail culture didn't really have any traction uh, locally three, four years ago. So it's such a young culture, isn't it? And people coming into it and, you know, a, a lot of award opportunities and, 
Uh, was it the Florida Canna? Yeah, uh, I went earlier tonight. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, was it, was it that, that one at Summer Experiment? And, and yeah. uh, there's just a great hunger for young bartenders to get recognition. The girl from, oh, young girl from Kumquat totally. Tree in, in Hanai won. You've spent a little bit of time in Bangkok recently because yeah. you went to the Asia's 50 Best, right? Mm. I saw you there on the live stream. <laughs> Pretty hey, hard have- not to. I mean, you're nearly 200 centimetres. Do you know what happened with the restaurant awards? So I arrived and I, I, I've been put on the guest list and, uh, uh, for, the, for the awards ceremony. And so I go over to the, this, the, 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 the uh, table with the staff behind it and I go over to the table and say, um, oh, David, uh, I, should, I should be on the list. And they look through the list, can't find my name. And they... Sure, I'm invited. And I show them the email, you know, confirmation and keep looking through the list. And finally, like, oh, we know what's wrong. You're on the chef's list. Oh, and I'm what? like, okay. That means I'm one of the best chefs in Asia, right? So then I was telling all my friends who, you know, England's not renowned for its culinary <laughs> at the higher level, you know, you know, Heston Blumenthal and all these people, like, you know, at the higher level, it has a very, you know, good reputation. But on, on the day to day level, the food kind of sucks. So I was very proudly telling everyone I was on the chef's list for the Asia 50, which is kind of true. Uh, yeah, some recognition finally. Yeah. <laughs> so how do, how do Vietnamese bars stack up? Because you would have yeah. gone to quite a few in Bangkok. Um, it's a tough certain. life, isn't it? Like, yeah, I had to uh, take Do on. they measure up? Do they, are they? Good question, yeah. Um, I just think, uh, the, you know, we're evolving locally a lot. But Bangkok has the size and the, the budget to attract, you know, world-class bartenders, the guy who runs uh, Vespa, for example, in, right. in Bangkok. And they bring with them, you know, London, uh, legendary hotel, martini-making knowledge that they, you know, train their stuff. Actually, Vespa's, Vespa's bar manager won the, the uh, world-class bank, uh, Thailand. Uh, so, you know, you can see the impact these people are having. This, you know, COVID and the youth of the culture here means we don't get that many here yet. Of that kind of repute, you yeah. know, in, in, yeah. in, in restaurants, we're seeing them out with Davitorio opening in Reverie and with Hibana in, yeah. uh, in Koki House of Senses in the Capella with the uh, Ishigaki, Ishigaki Yoshida, Ishigaki, is it? Yeah, Ishigaki Yoshida. Yeah, uh, coming there and he's Junichi, Michelin. Junichi, no. Junichi that's Yoshida. Oh, that's, yeah, that's Junichi right. Junichi Yoshida, that's right. So he came yeah. from the restaurant just out in, in Rapongi, Tokyo, right, and was said to serve the best beef yeah. in Tokyo, which yeah. is already a big, big claim, isn't it? And then he, the fact that he's here now happening a bit more in restaurants i feel than bars but this is the next stage isn't it where we're going to start drawing some really big names in the in the bar field that will complement what's happening locally and uh, for now i think you know we're not we're not uh we're not at a level yet that i would you know i yeah. think best the way vespa does things they, mar- they do this duke's martini that is just the classics you know that, yeah. that are relatively simple and uh, everyone makes but just the way they do them there is is, right. is phenomenal and, you know i think there's places coming through here that are you know getting there like Big fan of hybrid. Right. Nachang that made the Asia extended. They're in Saigon now, right? Just came to Saigon about yep. two months ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Lam, Lam Dung uh, brought the concept down here. And just that, you know, he's doing really flavor first, uh, brilliant cocktails with food by uh, Francis from Esther. Uh, Stir, big fan of, of yep. Dugan and, uh, and Tepdin's Stir. Uh, so, you know, we're getting there. Yeah. I believe in, I believe we're going to. Plenty of options anyway. If yeah. you're visiting Saigon yeah, and you're looking absolutely. for a drink, you're yeah. looking for a decent cocktail. Can I, can I, am I allowed to hype my magazine on the, the Bureau? Of course platform? you can. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But it saved me from doing it. <laughs> um, yeah, so we try and, we try and you know, uh, feature as many of these, especially young local 
talents as we can. Well, there's a the the, great the feature magazine. that you, you put out last week. Yeah, we did. So go know. to the bureau to find that. <laughs> Teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good time to talk about bars and restaurants now, isn't it? And I, I don't know how many places are in that list, but, you know, I've been to everyone and I recommend <laughs> everyone. Oh, oh, not in the same day. Not in the same day. <laughs> over, over time. But I could recommend them all wholeheartedly. At least a few days, yeah. Do you know what? A lot, I don't know about you, but making content, a lot, a lot of it is selfish. You, you do it for selfish reasons, so... Yeah, I was having this conversation with Melanie. Yeah, you know, you, you must be the same. You know, there's so many people coming now from overseas and, and Vietnam's, you know, that, on their bucket list or on their business list or, you know, just to-do list. You know, every day I get a message like, what well, shit, even, even from local people, here, you know, friends, <laughs> you know, yesterday... Uh, what should I eat tomorrow night? Like, what, do you, what do you mean? Every day, you know, from yeah, from everyone, from yeah. on, on, through messenger locally. What should I eat like, tomorrow? Am I, am I your am I, Yeah, but also like, sure. give, give me a little bit to work with. Is it a date? Do you want to go street yeah. food? But what should you eat? It's a little bit, a little bit broad. So one of the reasons we put together the completely incomplete list of uh, bars and restaurants in Saigon was instead of answering every time. I can just send them the link. <laughs> and it's a win-win, right? Because I save time and they also get more, more readership yeah. for the magazine. So but it's then good. you're going to have to have a strategy for when they go and they go, oh, that sucked. Why did you recommend well, that? Because well, I get that as well. We, we were just talking about this and thinking about what our philosophy is and we're thinking it's, you know, slow news is good news. I, I, that's what I kind of framed it as. And by that, I mean, I've been to everyone and I like it. And, and you may not like it, but... This, you know, it's one of the things we do, isn't it? We, we develop a, a taste and an interest in the design of places and the way drinks are made. And, and, and of course, opinion, opinions are diverse and, and, and importantly so. But that is, that is the best uh, place. The, you know, they are the best places for me. Yep. Um, so you're giving your list as much chance to be respected. Because yep. you've actually been there and you've, yeah. you've tried the food and you, you know, yep. I go to lots of places, yep. you know, places on the list. Well, you've been there multiple times. Hey, do you know, I mean, yeah, that multiple helps. times. That and, helps and, and, a lot. But you know the other thing, I've also, I don't know if it's COVID, if it, because of COVID, but my memory sucks now. And do you know, this is what I've happened. a bit of age in there as well. Yeah, oh yeah, all right, man. And all, right, all, right. <laughs> all right. Come on, David. But, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. But you know the other thing, I, I, I forget where to go myself. And so I end up reading my own magazine articles. <laughs> Seriously. I'm like, of, of even this one, I just wrote the, 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 the in completely incomplete list. If I'm lacking a bit, I want to go out and lacking a bit of inspiration, I have to read my own articles to remember where I've been. <laughs> so it's quite a good little travelogue for me as well. Like, oh, yeah. All right, let's swing back a little bit to your day job, mm. working as brand director here at Wink Hotels. Yeah. Um, explain to me briefly what the, brink, the, the Wink brand is not the brink that's yeah. the drink i've just had um what it's all about we're enjoying and a nice lady chew gin yeah, tea, it's aren't we? very nice another, another time, local product that, well that's one of the things you know to, to see from the gin tea to uh, to the brand one of the things we wanted to focus on was community and this idea of a community of one so not to not to uh to, to, to proudly showcase local brands whether it's lady chew uh, East West Brewing Beers or La Caf Coffee. Uh, we have a gift cart stacked with goods from uh, Okwau, the, the cool local gift shop. And we really want Wink to be a showcase of the best of Saigon. And when we come to Da Nang, to be a showcase of the best of, of Da Nang. And, and of course, you can try and focus on your own products and produce, you know, produce everything yourself. But that's really important for Wink, I think, to, to be this community hub. And, even, you know, and, and the magazine comes into this too, that we want to send people out 
because you know I, I used to travel a lot in, in previous um, previous lives and I'd go I'd be staying at the, the nice hotel in Jakarta on a business trip and I'd ask the concierge where to go uh, and he'd look at me <laughs> he'd look at me up and down and he'd say hard rock cafe oh. and I'd be in, then I'd oh. be in Bangkok uh, staying in Bangkok on a business trip I'd, I'd look at the guy and say where should, where, where should I go tonight and he'd look at me up and down and he'd say Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah. I don't like the Hard Rock Cafe. Well, I think Hard Rock Cafe gave the best tips to the best commissions well, yeah, exactly. to the concierges. Yeah, whether that was the case or whether you just profiled me as yeah. like a white guy. Well, they like, just don't know. Or they, just don't, yeah. or, don't, or they don't know. Yeah. Or they don't care even. Yeah. You know, so, so what, we, what we did here was really to have, have lots of resources. You know, our front of house guide team, we, they have a 24-hour chat line. So any guest or even anyone in town... Uh, can message them 24-7 and ask, it's 2 a.m., where should I go and get noodles right now? And they will reply very quickly. I test them sometimes. Um, so this in- insider local knowledge was really important that I didn't get when I was traveling. Just, and, and I think it just changes your whole feeling of a place, doesn't it? Having someone, if you, you know, it's, it's radically different going, traveling alone to going to a place where you've got a friend who's local. And they say, you've got to check this place out. I'm yeah. going to take you here. And, I'm going to, and it's, you fall in love with the city. Conversely, if you don't have that, you, yep. you probably just have this shallow experience. You go to the tourist traps. Yeah. You end up hating the you place. You find out the hard way. Yeah. yeah. So we wanted to just make, you know, we, you know we're in love with this city. Uh, and we wanted to sort of put, put that across to, to our guests and to, to show them the best of what yeah. we have here. I think beyond that, you know, the brand was, we had a bit of time to think about, conceptualize the brand and just look at things that don't work very well in hotels. You know, I used to, I, I had to use a business center in hotels, right? And you'd, You'd creak through the door and they'd have, these, they'd have these old desktop computers that were like 10 years old, right? And there'd be one member of staff half asleep. Yeah. And it just, it just felt sad. And the dial-up was slow. <laughs> yeah. And it just felt sad. It just had this like... Yeah. So like we're now... Well, they were, I guess they were an afterthought. Like a business centre was like a computer in a know, corner yeah, in one of those yeah. sort of... You know, those old school library yeah, cubicle yeah, yeah. things? That's right. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's so that's a bit of an expansion. That was it. So we just, you know, th- those kind of things. We said, what, what, let's not, let's not just do things because they've always been done that way. But yep. let's do things because they're going to have value. Yeah. And so right now we're sat in a, a nice, fun, vibrant co-working space, right? Yep. That actually has an energy and a character that yep. business centers just don't do. And it was the same with everything, really. You know, we tried to, we took out the reception desk because you don't want to hang out in a in a in a room where people just stare at you from behind a counter. You don't feel comfortable, do you? So. We took out the reception desk, did an automated check-in, and the guides, can, the guides will come and grab you and check you in through their iPads and you go up to your room in minutes, which is another big thing, isn't it? You know, you've been traveling maybe even, even domestically two hours from Hanoi or internationally eight hours or more. You don't want somebody selling you things or taking your details for 20 minutes or, or waiting for this to happen or that to happen. Yeah. You just want to get to your room, yeah. unpack, get a shower, and then come out. So preferably we, in a buggy. <laughs> we travel by a buggy a lot now, don't we? We don't have buggies here. So that's, I mean, the other thing here is that we don't have buggies. We have, you know, it's, it's a self-service model. So you have a, a, a trolley that you can take your own cases to your room and just empowering people to own their own experience and not fuss over them. We're available all the time with, with good recommendations and the staff are trained to make you a drink, make you a coffee and check you in and be multitaskers. Um, but not to be overbearing and just, just do, you know, uh, fuss around and make you feel a bit uncomfortable. Just let you, yep. let you sort of design your own experience. I think, have you found point. travelers have taken that on board okay? Because I'd imagine yeah. they'd be hard to train up. That's a good question, man. I mean, 
you know, I watched the, the, this first of the maybe 20 hotels in the Wink brand grow from a hole in the ground with a set of renders and, and, and floor plans. And I've got to be honest, you know, I, I had some, some doubts. Is it gonna, is it gonna be this comfortable place to hang out in the lobby? Is it gonna be, will, will people use the co-working space? And are the rooms, you know, we've got these space smart, space smart and cheap rooms. Are they gonna be a little bit small people? But, um, uh, you know, the feedback is exactly what, the, I think two things. One, the feedback is exactly what we hoped it would be. And, and, and it's focused on, on the experience and the staff. And two, you know, we're, we're, at, um, we're at number three out of all hotels in Saigon now on TripAdvisor. We've got a 9.1 on Booking.com and 8.8 .8 on uh, Agoda. So the reviews are organic and exceptional. And, and when, you know, the, the other nice thing is when we walk through the lobby every day, the people who are in here are exactly the people we wanted to attract. Okay. Entrepreneurial, business people, we've got couples coming in, people looking yeah, found, to explore the city. I felt a little city. bit out of place when I'm <laughs> 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 But that's cool. I mean, you can, be, you can just do your own thing too. There's a lot yeah. of little corners and, and places you can sort of just yeah. be, be yourself. Um, so just, you know, kind of a young demographic, but we tend to say young are the young at heart, you know, uh, 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 who we appeal to. But it's been, it's, it, you know, it's been a remarkable thing to see a, a concept become, to become a, a reality and, and actually achieve a lot of the things we wanted it to with, with lots of areas to grow and develop. Right. And well, you've got 20, 20, how many in the pipeline? A few in the there's, pipeline there's, plans for 20. 20. 20 in the next five, seven years. Wow. So two more in That's Da Nang coming, very, coming very soon. Yeah, yeah. and then look, looking beyond major cities, uh, Kanta, Tuiwa, two in Hanoi, second one in Saigon, Haiphong. Uh, so yeah, like wow. you know, proudly made in Vietnam brand of international standard hotels. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so that's the Wink brand. Now I want you to draw on your extensive knowledge and wisdom here for this next question. Okay, you're, how, nice now. you're not making me feel old anymore. Like how it. would you brand Vietnam as a travel destination? I mean, I think you know, I think what what's already happening is we're starting to own our own experiences. Traditionally, Vietnam was always this place for backpackers with uh, fur uh, and, 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 and some beaches, maybe, and a, and a war. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, by <laughs> you know? the way, yeah, and, uh, that's true. And right. that's the, that, you know, definitely when I arrived in, in, in the yep. years, in intervening years, that was the perception of Vietnam. Well, that fur, was it. backpacks and, and a war. Yeah, I first came here in 99, I think, yeah. as a backpacker, and that was the thing, that was the overwhelming thing. Yeah. That that it was about the war and, you know, you got, you got 40, taken on tours regardless. Of, that point, yeah. You know, you would, a souvenir was like a spent bullet case. Yeah, exactly. And, and that like was that. kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just, it wasn't just foreigners assuming that was the, 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 the way of things. It was kind of like amplified locally, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. With, yeah. With, you know, things people were selling and oh. like you would go to the war museums. So it was a place to go and there wasn't much else to do. I mean, just by diversifying the range of great things to do, you know, even just owning your own food much better, you know. So now we know, uh, you know, fur is just the tip of the, 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 the expansive world of, of it's Vietnamese It's probably not noodles. even the, the most favourite noodle no, in not Saigon, all, is right? it? What's your, what's your favourite right now? Oh, that's, no, well, fur. <laughs> but still, I, would, I would reckon in Saigon, Bum Bo Hoi would yeah, be yeah. probably the number one Noodle dish, wouldn't it? That means Don't you're very think? Vietnamese. It's just they always everywhere. Think you have to be really Vietnamese, like bumbo. Yeah, yeah. We, mine always changes. You know, bum mam or bun tit nung or every, yeah. you know, every few months I'll change. Yeah. Uh, so just, just you know, owning those things and like getting people to discover these places and 
uh, and, and having Instagrammable places, you know, the, you know, whether you like it or not, Banner Hills and uh, in Da Nang, you've got the, the Golden Bridge, haven't you, and all these things. And just, you know, I, I feel like what a lot of domestic tourists and international ones have is a checklist. I need to do this, and it used to be War Museum, and now it's, I need to get a photo on the bridge, I need yeah. to get, I need yeah. to have a bowl of, of, yeah. uh, of, of uh, you know, the, 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 the noodles out in what, District 12, with the woman who does the Bankanko, you know, I need to go with this, and yeah. I saw this on Instagram, and I saw this, and it's, it's no longer about these, these, these places that talk about the past as much, although, you know, they're still worthy of a visit, now it's much more of a foodie destination, a diverse foodie destination yeah. with, Instagramable places and world-class bars and restaurants and so I just think you know more and more Vietnamese needs to own and amplify what's what's really happening now uh, which is exciting and, and uh, engaging yeah yep David Kay thank you very much for uh, taking some time out thank you to talk to, thank uh, you for the gin and tonic as well my pleasure I'll see you at the pink pearl and not the pink yes Either way, buy a pool somewhere, no buy a doubt. Pool. The what next a life. Time. Yeah. yeah, life is, we have an exotic life, don't we, that we yeah, really yeah. cherish. And, yeah, uh, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty amazing, an amazing yeah. country. So if any international listeners come to Vietnam, follow the hit Bureau or, or the Dot Magazine, <laughs> don't, yeah. you can hit me up, sure. But also, yeah, follow our content. And, Where do and, I uh, get a fur? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, follow good content, support, come to Vietnam, check out what we're doing over here. It's a very exciting time to be alive and in the industry and just as a passionate foodie traveler and and drinker that's all for me i agree thanks Dave. <laughs> pleasure man thank you that was david k brand manager of wink hotels and managing editor of the dot magazine Make sure you check out both if you ever come to Ho Chi Minh City. In fact, you can check out The Dot Magazine at thedotmagazine.com. There's lots of cool things to check out, including insider guides for both Ho Chi Minh City and Hanoi, and soon Da Nang, I assume, as two Wink properties are due to open up in the Central Coast City by the end of the year. So keep them in mind if you're looking for accommodation on your travels. Now, you may have heard David talk about his experiences on the road, asking hotel concierges where the best place for a drink is. I think he mentioned Jakarta in the interview and how one concierge recommended he check out Hard Rock Cafe for a drink, as you do. But I think I speak for everyone here, it's not really the place to check out if you want to pick up on the vibe of the city, at least here in Ho Chi Minh City. I wouldn't recommend anyone go there on their first few nights, if at all, to get amongst it. So with that in mind, I thought I'd give a few of the hotels a call here in Ho Chi Minh City and ask their concierges where I should go for dinner and some drinks afterwards. But in order to do this job properly, I called on the services of a cold call expert. Well, if you've listened to previous seasons of the podcast, you'll know who my cold call expert for today is. None other than the Bureau's content manager, Melanie Kasul. How are you, Mel? Hello. Hi. Long time. No party. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little <laughs> while for you. Uh, I've been trying to 
you know, get on a roll and record a few. Mm. Uh, but obviously I've had to call you back in to uh, <laughs> give me a little bit of support. Well, happy mid-autumn to you and all our Asian listeners celebrating this festival. Yeah, so where are the, um, what do you call them? The, the mooncakes. Moon I ate them all. Oh, yes. You don't like them anyway. Yeah, I'm not really big on them, although um, those ones with chocolate in them are pretty good. I don't yeah. mind having a lash at those, but I'm not really <laughs> into them. Um, but I brought back some chocolates from Singapore Ooh. this week, so that was good. But one thing yep. that I noticed is because your request was Mooncake. bring back some chocolates. Oh, Actually, yeah. no, it was Krispy Kreme and something else. Cinnabon. <laughs> which I saw Krispy Kreme. At the airport. Why didn't you I get didn't, it? I haven't let on that I did <laughs> I knew see there was it. a my crispy ha- cream. Well, my hands were full and uh, there, I knew there were going to be a couple of toilet breaks in between and mm. I didn't know how I was going to juggle them. Um, you could have gotten it before re- yeah, but they, you they kind of come in a box and yeah, I don't think they of- get sealed. Like, anyway, uh, we can talk <gasps> about this uh, offline. Yeah, so great to have you back on mm-hmm. the potty yeah, uh, on this no problem. episode. What have you been up to? But before you answer that, because yeah. uh, listeners who know us, they might be wondering why I'm asking <laughs> this question as they already know that that we live together. Yeah. Um, it's just that, as I mentioned, I was away in Singapore yep. this week and I'm not really sure what you got up to. Uh, all good. Held down the fort oh, yeah. <laughs> despite oh, yeah. some rains in the afternoon. You know, it's always a struggle going home and then when you get home, you see your, your laundry has has been soaked again. So just, you know, household stuff. But I think, you know, this is an extended rainy season. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, well, we're only in September. So I think I think we've got a little bit to go yet. Yeah. I usually go by the footy finals, the okay. AFL. So uh, AFL and a couple, go Cats, by the way. Um, mm. In a couple of weeks, we've got the AFL grand yeah. final. So the, the rainy season tends to linger ah. on a little bit after that. So that's my sort of gauge. Well, um it's September, so it's Christmas in the Philippines. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah, I forgot about that. How could I? <laughs> anyway, I did manage to get out midweek, caught up with some friends at Layla for happy okay, hour. Nice. Yeah, so yep. it's always a good place to go when you're in district run. But also, um, I went out with a few friends who I've known for a while mm. and who, you know, along with me has seen the city change a lot since we first started going out in, you know, 2008, 2009, 2010. So okay. we're like the OGs of... That's of, almost a decade and yeah. a half ago. And so we, we got to chatting about, you know, maybe next time we go out, we should check out all the OG places that, you know, we, Are there any we, used, to go, we used to go to. Yeah, there were uh, a short few. Of bar five. Uh, <laughs> well, that's your that's OG a, place. Uh, uh, yeah. That's not mine. But um, we we made a short list. I think Chow Bella is still there. Okay. Um, although one of the owners recently passed, but I'm really happy that they're still um, open. Yeah, and it's still good. Yeah, and it's on the same street yeah. as Layla. Yeah. So th- that's always good. Um, dinner and drinks. And then I think um, you and I recently went to um, Le Jardin. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, where is Tai Van Lung. It's on Tai Van Lung and um, uh, what is Le that? Tan- it's sort of in between Le Tanton and Li Tu Chom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. then. Part of the French, um, what's that place? The it's, cultural. Yeah, it's the center. culture. Edicaf. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And then I think we also mentioned uh, Vesper was still alive. Oh, yeah. Alive on, and kicking. Uh, Tonduk Tang yeah. Street that I drive past all the time. It's 
not because I don't like the place. Mm-hmm. It's it's just that I'm concentrating on the traffic all the time. Um, there's also that new on and off ramp, on ramp yes. to go over the new bridge there now. So and I don't know how bridge. that's affecting it at all. But No, um, but it's way, uh, it's, it's near more the roundabout. Oh, so okay. it's pretty, pretty okay. Yep. It's before the but Legend it's Hotel. it's long term, yeah. that joint, isn't it? Yeah, so that's something that, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in checking out every time um, I get a chance to go into the city. You know, what are the places that I used to love that are still open? So, yep. yeah. Uh, good one. Yeah. And then um, nothing exciting aside from that. I was planning to check out the International Travel Expo here in Ho Chi Minh City, okay. which they were here at SECC in District 7. But uh, they never got back to me about Boo. my media registration, which was a bummer. Um, so yeah, I guess speak on emails, no, but you know, emails. being a media, you know, contact, um, a journalist, a reporter or whatever yeah. they want to label it, Free you loader. know, <laughs> <laughs> no, there were a couple of forums that were, um, by yeah. registration. So right. I was interested in, in listening to those, um, of course, talking about, um, travel coming back to Vietnam, specifically the Mekong Delta. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah, but they never got back to me. So my media, quote unquote, media experience here at our local travel expo wasn't as flash as yours. Yeah, well, it coincided (laughs) with the ILTM in Singapore. and um, That's International Luxury Travel Market, Asia Pacific. Yep. Yep, and it's a trade show. There are a number of ILTMs around the world mm-hmm. throughout the year. So there's one in Cannes wow. as well. I think that's the major one that, mm-hmm. that was the first one. I think there's an Americas. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely Asia Pacific, of course, yep. which was in Singapore this week, and it ran over four days. So I was lucky enough to get wow. an invite, which Media. was great, three nights. Media flights and three nights and exclusive access. To- but you left the mooncake gifts that were given to you. <laughs> yeah, I got – I got so you get so many gifts at these events at these junkets. And, yeah, uh, I'm always carrying um, camera equipment, tripod, and stuff, laptops, yeah. and microphone, all sorts of stuff. And 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 you get you get these gifts. They don't let you leave without giving you this gift. A bag of uh, one one was a, a box of kombucha. Um, another one was. <laughs> A couple of mooncakes. Yeah. Um, You know, I was recently somewhere, not ILTM, but in Hanoi, and I got a a bottle of sake, high-end bottle of sake. Which you left in a taxi. Left it in the back of the taxi. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, so really interesting week. Mm -hmm. Three nights there. I stayed at the Conrad Centennial. Singapore. Right in town. Uh, Beautiful Beautiful place, beautiful mm-hmm. venue. Each morning there was a breakfast wow. and uh, there was a presentation by whoever was the sort of the major sponsor, mm-hmm. uh, usually a five-star luxury wow. hotel or resort. So first so, time out of Vietnam in yeah, three years. Yeah, first time out in three years. So I had a few culture shock moments. Like reverse culture shock moments. Yeah, I don't know, kind of weird. <laughs> I'm in a funny space. It wasn't like I was going back to Australia, but um, obviously in Singapore. Mm-hmm. English is an official yes. language. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I was kind of shocked that whenever I opened my mouth, yeah, someone actually immediately replied with okay. an appropriate an answer. answer. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of – Was it, it so clean, me. very clean? Very clean. I was expecting that though. I okay. wasn't expecting my reaction to people actually talking to me and with me. Okay. And understanding the mm-hmm. whole time, you know. So that was, that was really cool. Um, also – 
how Singapore is becoming more sort of contactless. So, I mean, if you thought oh. Singapore was a little bit cold and, as you said, um, clean. Clean, and, yeah. And like that, I think it's moving even more in oh, that direction like, in terms of. Like Japan with their robots at the hotel? Um, no, not really robots, but <laughs> uh, processes where uh, you you don't have somebody there to walk you through the steps of doing whatever you're doing. So, for example, at at the airport, yeah, when you rock up at the airport, um, you have to fill out an online arrival form. For COVID? Yeah, part of it is Mm -hmm. about COVID and and how they can contact you and all that sort of stuff. Um, You have to, providing that you don't do it in advance, I'm I'm pretty useless in being prepared in advance. So Mm -hmm. when I turned up, I had to go to one of the stations. They've got these stations there. Someone pointed me in that direction. I didn't realise I sort of had to do it there and then. And there's a bank of iPads that are are there and then you have to sort of log on. I had to take a screenshot of my vaccination certificate from Mm -hmm. here and then upload it or take a photo of it with the iPad, then upload it to my particular file that I'd created. Okay. And so this all sort of took, probably took about an hour for me to wow. go from getting off the plane to getting through immigration. But could you do it before I taking think, off from Vietnam? I don't know. You, I, you can't do that beforehand. Okay. You so can have all your documents. Obviously okay. you can have all your documents ready to go mm-hmm. and whatever else. I, I don't really know, but... Yeah, if you're going to Singapore, make sure you've got your vaccination certificate mm. handy in a digital form okay. at least. You so, have that. You have Which that. I had that. Yeah, I yeah. had it ready to go. Yeah. And then I held my phone in front of this iPad. Okay. And then took a photo using their iPad, which is fixed okay. to the stand. Okay. And then pressed a button and uploaded it to the profile that I created that I muddled my way through and a few times I was like how do I do this that the other and no one looked around there's just no one there to help you um fortunately when I went through immigration I think there were only one or two flights that had landed so I don't know how they're going to handle multiple flights at that particular terminal I think they've got a number of terminals there in Singapore three three or four or something um but there weren't actually that many people there. and mm. I felt, So you didn't have to line up, no queuing? Uh, <laughs> there, well, there was at immigration. Okay. There was it when I still had to wait in line. Did you though? <laughs> what? What are you getting at? Oh, no, no. What you're getting at is a little bit further on. That, that's at the hotel. Uh, I'll elaborate on that in a little bit. But I felt sorry for the Vietnamese on the flight mm. who couldn't speak English because I oh. think while the the – I don't know, what do you call it? But the process that I went through with the iPad, it had, you know, you could select the different languages. Yeah, the but landing But I page. noticed quite a few of them getting turned away at immigration to go back, all the way back to those stations to complete the form okay. correctly, I think. So a little bit tricky there. I mean, mm. even if you're, you know, I mean, English is my first and kind of only language, really. <laughs> uh, it was a bit of a struggle for me. So, yeah. The other thing was socialising. Okay. You know, socialising, that that was a bit of a culture shock for me. I've been, um, you know, happily sort of sitting here, tucked away from the world for talking about three to yourself talking in to front of the a mic. Lot. <laughs> um, yeah. And um, as you mentioned before, queuing. 
Yeah. Now I think I've picked up a little bit of a um, oh no Vietnamese thing uh, when I was at the Conrad the other day. Uh, <gasps> that well they. At the lobby, they don't really have a place that's marked out where it says Q here. Okay. There are a couple of little posts with a rope. Mm-hmm. And um, oh no, I needed to go and find my, my bags before I got the taxi to the airport. And I just sort of shot up to the reception the desk and asked the lady or whoever it was that was there and said, hey, where's my bag that I'd checked in earlier? To yeah. uh, I want it. And they pointed me in the right direction. And as I was... Leaving. Leaving an, an English gentleman, mm-hmm. you know, sort of turned his head and said, uh, you know, there is a queue here. Ah. And I was moving pretty quickly. I didn't Did have you say enough, sorry? I didn't have enough time to sort of uh, go back and mm-hmm. uh, say in my best Aussie accent to go, go and get stuffed. Yeah, get stuffed, mate. Whatever, get over <laughs> it, old man. Uh, yeah, so I may have picked up a few little Vietnamese-isms there. Oh, um, no. Also, the, yeah, the, IT, the ILTM event um, was just a great opportunity to, to meet uh, some big names in wow. the in the luxury travel market, okay, um, and the people behind them, so what, GMs what, and owners, and what were the uh, the most interesting places well, that you encountered? What, a few of the most uh, the more memorable ones was yeah. uh, visit Rwanda. Ah, Rwanda. So Rwanda okay. has quite a um, quite a thriving tourism market, as it turns out, and luxury oh, tourism wow. market as well. So. Um, as you would expect from a destination in Africa, um, lots of things like safaris. And, um, Rwanda's quite a big country from what I can gather. Mm-hmm. So there are different kinds of climates and there are mountains and Ooh, savannas and coffee. I brought home some coffee from R- Rwanda and it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty nice, I think. Um, another one was a, a cruise. Uh, cruising is coming back with a vengeance. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the breakfasts was sponsored by Explorer and um, they've just about finished building a new ship. Oh. The first one of about five. Okay. Uh, big luxury How many people cruises. in it? Uh, something like 5,000, oh, I wow. think. So they have 18 to give you an idea, 18 outlets or 18 bars or something. On Inside the ship. the ship. It's massive. And wow. they had a great presentation. It's like with, a mini city. Yeah, it is. Where do they go? It is. Uh, it, they're going to start around the Mediterranean and through Western Europe. Okay. Uh, the top of Africa. Okay. Uh, I think it's it may be based out of Malta, mm. actually, in the Mediterranean. So, um, yeah, it would be nice to get a, a trip on that. But wow. They're not cabins. They're like it's like a resort. It's literally like a resort, but it's a ship, mm-hmm. and it's called Explorer. And they had a great presentation. They sponsored one of the breakfasts and had VR goggles, oh. so you could sort of walk around and, and check the place out. That's the the in thing now when you go to these conferences. Um, this is this was a B two B. Yeah, it was B two B. So yeah. yep, and media was invited, obviously mm-hmm. to to. Get ahead of it. Yeah. So more than just watching a a clip on a TV, they have all these interactive VR um, glasses. Wow, that's great. Really impressive. Um, And a few of the other things that came out of it that I noticed was that luxury travel is returning with a vengeance. Mm. So I'm assuming that that goes for travel as well, Um, especially in the UK, US, Australia and Europe. What about China? Well, 
China at the moment is still locked down. Okay. So everyone's eagerly awaiting for that market to open up. But they're saying that UK, US, Australia and Europe mm. has almost bounced back to 2019 levels in wow. terms of bookings already. So okay. 2024 looks like it's going to be a big year in travel, mm-hmm. especially luxury travel. But how much would like maybe a couple can expect to oh. to spend? I don't know. This was free. Family. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to worry about those details, okay. Mel. Um, other things in travel trends that they're seeing at the moment is a desire to have more detailed travel itineraries. Mm. So that means that travel agents are going to become even more. Well, what's the word? Wanted, in needed, in demand, uh-huh. uh, as ever. Oh, wow. Um, Travellers are going to travel less but probably for longer. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. And so they're looking for things to be more organised for them Um, and people, I suppose, with boots on the ground that can advise them on perhaps the health situation, the regulations that are happening. You know, like even with me going to Singapore, which is very organised, it still would have been good to have had a clearer understanding of what I had to go through, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, detailed itineraries. Uh, They're also looking for things like more authentic travel experiences. So less of just going to a resort, sitting by a pool and And having a a cocktail staying there. They're looking for things outside of the resort but could be run or managed by that resort or hotel. So, for example, I went to that launch of the dinner. It was a pop-up Mr. Dripping. With Mr. Dripping, who you uh, were intrigued about. Um, (laughs) And that was with the Regent Hotels and Resorts. And they actually took us off-site. Okay. And they'd rented, I guess, a location that was usually for weddings, Mm. apparently, and set up this whole dining experience where there was a cooking, you know, the The chef topped off each dish that we were going to have and there was a piece of art going on and, yeah. and stuff like oh, that. Oh, wow, so that's really good. Look out for things more like that. Pleasure travel is another one Pleasure. that's popped up. It was sort of – Like seemed, a business? Yeah, so leisure? When, yeah, so when people are travelling on business – Leisure. They're, huh. they're probably more than ever going to look into, okay, so I'm going to Vietnam for – for business, but how can I tack on some yeah. kind of leisure travel? And let the, the company time? pay for my return yeah, flight. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah. Or claim it. Yeah. <laughs> claim claim back. it. Yeah. Throw that in. So I can see there too where travel agents can become can, yeah. useful for that as well. You know, also this concept of slow travel. So I've just touched on how people will travel less potentially throughout mm-hmm. the year, but travel for longer. And it's not this sort of, okay, let's go to Southeast Asia and take in Thailand, Cambodia, Laos and Vietnam. Let's just go to perhaps one destination. But what you just described is more like a backpacker itinerary, but this is luxury. So, yeah, yeah so it's yeah. a, it's a different the, game. Yeah, and these are, these are with luxury travellers in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, people are going to... Perhaps stay a bit longer slow in down. one destination, yeah. slow down, not necessarily stay in their resort or hotel, yeah, um, but not venture too far away and um, not not be rushed into doing yeah. things and, and cramming things in like YouTubers tend to do. <laughs> hey, yep. so actually that ties in really nicely with our cold calling because if the traveler doesn't just want to stay or eat at the outlets in their hotel. Yep. 
you know, we need to know yeah. where else they can go. Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up, Mel. Yeah. So uh, that's why I got you on this episode today. You're a bit of a cold call artist. <laughs> uh, so I wanted a pro cold call artist to call. Cold well, call some of the hotels around Ho Chi Minh City. Uh, we've done this before in mm-hmm. previous seasons and ask the concierges where they recommend you go out for dinner. Yep. Followed by a few drinks afterwards. Now, this came about, as uh, I mentioned at the top of this segment, that David Kay in the interview, mm-hmm. uh, he, he used to get frustrated with concierges <laughs> in other countries who would always recommend places like the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> Was he in Bali or something? Uh, I think he mentioned Jakarta <laughs> okay. in that interview and uh, he said that they kind of looked at him, tall, white guy, middle-aged. Uh, Hard oh, Rock. You must really want to go to Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> So anyway, you up for that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Look, I cool. think I missed my calling as a call center agent, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. you could have done that. I'm not going to go there with the whole <laughs> Filipino cult. I'm not going to let you drag me into that. Um, so I've got a little script for you to follow. Can you see that just below there? Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, in fairness to the hotels that we're going to call, we're going to keep things simple short and sweet, yep. and the aim isn't to call out the concierges no, of and, and make not. them look silly in yeah. any way. Um, but it's just an exercise in showing what it's like to talk to them. So if any uh, potential travellers to mm-hmm. Vietnam are listening, you know, they can get a feel for it and to see what kinds of places they're recommending. Yep, okay? yep, let's go. Okay, so first up is the Intercontinental Saigon. Let's give them a try. That's a proper landlord. Xin chào, Intercontinental Saigon. Have I ever your home? Hello. Can I please speak to the concierge? I guess my pleasure to connect you. Thank you for calling. Okay. Cute. We should rate their uh, wait music too. <laughs> <laughs> Who, which hotel has the best what is this waiting song? music? Oh, hi. This is Melanie. Yes. Yeah, this is Melanie. Sorry, I didn't catch your name. Uh... Sorry? Yes, this is the concierge. Yeah, sure. Yes. We will be cautious. Yes, hi. Something? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about staying at your hotel next week. So where do you recommend I eat dinner in Ho Chi Minh City outside of yeah. your hotel? And then afterwards, maybe go for a drink? Yeah, what kind of food do you want to uh, eat, miss? Um, Vietnamese food would be good. Wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah, we recommend for you is Hoa Tuk Saigon. Okay. Hoa Tuk Saigon restaurant. Is that near your hotel? Yeah, it's near, very near our hotel. I see. And Just then, a few steps. Oh, great. And then after, yeah. um, where can I have a drink? Drink. Uh, alcoholic uh, drink, yeah. Uh, a bar. Sorry. Alcohol drink. Yeah. Uh, like club or something? Club and yeah. uh, bar, right? Yeah, just we a bar. A yeah. Ru- ru- yeah, we have a rooftop bar for you if you want. Okay. It's uh, Air Saigon. Ah, Air Saigon. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to my visit to Ho Chi Minh, and then maybe I'll get the exact address from you when I'm there. Yeah. All right. Oh, who yeah. is this again? Yeah. Thank you, Miss. Uh, sorry. What's your name? My name uh, Huang. Thank you, Huang. H O A N G, Miss. All right. Yeah, see you, Miss. Thank you so yeah. much. Have bye. Good day with you. Okay. Bye. Yeah. See you. See you, Miss. See you. Yeah, it was a struggle to get the name first, but okay, yeah. I guess they also have their own script and they're like, 
Yeah, boom, he, boom, boom, boom. he was good though. He did say his name at the start. I just didn't get it. Yep. So there was a little bit of a delay too. Oh, so, yeah, that's um, right. You know, well, that's good. That's that's cool. I think okay. it's pretty good. So so he recommended Hua Tuk. Which recommended is them. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the we, courtyard. Yeah, it's in the of courtyard the, of the uh, refinery. refinery. Yep. So Hua Tuk actually means opium, right? Yeah, I think so. Hua, yeah. uh, Hua is flower and Tuk. Oh, another OG there. establishment. Yeah, I keep very forgetting OG. that. It's a good place. Yeah. It's a good place. Yeah, it's okay. just off Hai uh, Ba Chung there. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, who's next? Who's okay, next? next one is Sofitel Saigon Plaza. All right. Let me just. Get the number up. Mm-hmm. See, here's the thing. If you can identify the weight music, it's like, ooh, yeah, I'm down with that. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, okay. Connecting. Mm-hmm. Hello, may I please speak to the concierge? Uh, do, you, do you need something? Uh, yes, um... I am thinking about staying at your hotel next week. My name is Melanie. So I just yes. wanted to ask the concierge about some recommendations. Uh, recommendation? Yes. Uh, yes. One more month, please. Okay, great. For, for the tour or uh, for the... Um, F&B, uh, eating and drinking. I see. Yeah, Thank one you more so month, much. You're welcome. Right. I guess they filter. If you yeah. want a tour, they connect you to some a, a different no, wait, desk. Music. Oh, yeah, All no. I can hear is buzzing. Mm. Maybe old style, like you know how they used to ring a bell. Ding ding. ding, ding. The like there's a chord, or maybe it's a sign that, yep, I'll get to you real quickly. I think you don't have, have to wait. Music. I, I was actually thinking. Hi, this is Melanie. Is this a concierge? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hi. Um, what's your name? Uh, my name is Tin. T I N. Hi, Mr. Tin. Um, I'm thinking about staying at your hotel next week, and I wanted to get. Uh, some recommendation on where to eat a Vietnamese dinner in Ho Chi Minh City. And afterwards, where can I go for a couple of drinks at a bar? But I hope you can recommend uh, places outside of the hotel. Is that okay? Yes, of course. Okay. And um, know, uh, do, do you have the WhatsApp? Um, yes, but it... Yes. Okay, so can I have your, your phone number? Uh, I, I will add to the WhatsApp and then I will send you some uh, recommendations for the restaurant. Ah, I see. So would you like to verbally say them to me now first? Yeah. So I can also, yeah, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's why. Okay. Yes, so any hotel, any restaurant recommendation, sir? Um, the, the first one is named Propaganda. Propaganda, okay. Yeah, that's right. All it's right. In, it's in near to the hotel. It's uh, near. And it takes you around uh, 10 minutes by walking. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. And how about the and bar to, to have a drink? Uh, you can choose the social club. Social club. Okay. Where yeah. is that? Uh, it's located in the M Gallery Hotel and uh, it's near to the Sovietel Auto. Okay. All right. Okay, so thank you so much, Mr. Chen. Uh, when I arrive in Ho Chi Minh next week, I will uh, find a local number and send you um, my details, or I can just say hi to you at the hotel. <laughs> yeah, I, I see. I see. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye. Have a good day and see you next week. All right, Bye-bye. bye. Oh, man. Okay, cool. I can't believe I can lie through my teeth that easily. Well, you said it before, you'd be a good cold, cold. <laughs> 
or like a mystery diner kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. Mr. Tin was good. He recommended Propaganda, which is uh, another old school, yeah, Yeah. old school sort of place. Mm -hmm. Um, That's in front of the the park, in front of the Reunification Palace. Yeah, Yeah. just there. What's the other place? What's the other place next door to it? Um, Independence Palace. No, Uh, Propaganda. Ah, Propaganda. Um, What's that? What? There's another place there. Ah, Oak Park. Oak Park. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes. But it's interesting. Is the Sofitel and the M Gallery like part of the same hotel chain? Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. <laughs> you a core. Like, a core group. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's see if okay. M Gallery. Well, let's. Why don't we call M Gallery next and see if they recommend another Accor place? Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me get the number up. Here we go. Hi, can I please speak yes. to the concierge? Uh, yes, um, please hold my name. May I know you would like to concierge I can have for you? Yeah, sure. My name is Melanie and I would just like to ask for some um, food and drinks recommendation. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, you uh, have a recommendation from concierge about food and drink, right? Yes, that's right. Outside of the hotel, please. Yes. Okay. Um, Will you be answering me or are you passing me to the concierge? Yes. Please hold a minute. Okay. All right. Great. Same so drill. So, so cute. Oh. oh. Some digital music. music. <gasps> wow. I feel like I'm going down to the Mekong in a boat through a canal <laughs> in search of coconut candy. It's amazing how oh, how landlines still exist, yeah. don't they? I think they've still got faxes. In Japan, they have faxes. <laughs> Here he is. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hi, is that the yeah. concierge? Yes. Yes. Hi. My, yeah, my name is Melanie. What's your name? My name is Newt. Hi. Newt. Nice to see you, man. Hi, How Mr. Newt. You, Mr. Yeah, Mr. I'm Mr. good. Yes. Yes. So yes. I'm, I'm thinking about staying at your hotel next week. So I yes. was um, hoping that you can recommend uh, a place where I can eat some Vietnamese dinner and maybe yes. uh, go to a bar afterwards. But I would like to try somewhere else that is outside of your hotel. Can you please yes. help me? Yes, um, we have a for you have an email. I send an email for you to confirm and recommend for you the restaurant, the bar outside. All right, but um, for right now, can you pop up? Uh, some answer, just like one one recommendation each, if that's okay. We we have a for the I recommend for you buy the phone right now. We have a for the the uh, the restaurant with Vietnamese food. The name the Vietnam House. Ooh, oh. Vietnam House. It, yes, okay. Vietnam House in the Dong Khoi Street. Okay, that's very popular, yep. huh? Yes. Yeah. Very, very famous. This is the up uh, up restaurant. Okay, thank you the so high, much. The high last. All right. Yes. And for the drinks? Yes. The ring. Can you go to the ring, the box ring? No, uh, bar? You, yeah. What's the name of the bar? The bar. We, we have uh, for the white bar in the in the Namke Khoi White and ring bar. The Zha bar. Uh, sorry, can you... Do you know? In Namke Khoi Street. Uh, oh, I I don't know because I'm not yet in Ho Chi Minh City. What's the name again? Um, why bar? 
Y bar. Let 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 me one second. I check on the system. All right. Y bar. Okay. So it's a new one. I wonder if it's letter Y. Letter Y. You have a. <coughs> yes, I can write it down. Let let me check. Thank you so much, Mister Nyut. Let 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 me check that in the lip rest. Around. Yes. The loop, the lead loop, that around, right? Uh, I'm not sure, but um, yep. Just tell me the name again, and I can confirm. Yep. I say, do you have a WhatsApp or I do see. you have a WhatsApp? Uh, n- yes. no, sir. I have a Viber, but uh, when Viber. I yeah, when I come to Ho Chi Minh, yeah. maybe I can ask you again. Yes. Okay. You come uh, Ho Chi Minh City. Yeah. We uh, recommend many bar and bar here. Okay. The boss bar. So we have a, a boss bar and glow bar in the Dong Dong Hoi Chi. Mm-hmm. Right. In mm-hmm. the there, there inside the the near the hotel the Grand Hotel the name the the boss bar anything else we have a wine bar in the uh Nam Kỳ Khởi Nghĩa Chi. Okay. Two option, one option, two option, many option. If you come uh, come in the hotel, <laughs> we right. recommend for you. You Thank don't worry you. about that. Thank you yes. so uh, much. See you then later. All right. And the see next you. Week. Yes. See you yes. next week. Yes. you. Yes. Okay. And good day to you. You too. Yeah. Bye. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Oh wow. What a nice dude. Yeah. So obviously, um, Sofitel and. Uh, M Gallery, they have the same protocols, mm. you know, asking for your WhatsApp or your email yeah, and interesting confirming. One, isn't it? Yeah, well, at least we know that the the concierge and all the wait staff have been trained yep. and have, you know. Um, so just on yeah. that one, what did he recommend? Um, Vietnam House. Eat. Vietnam House. And then and Glow and Glow Boss Bar. Bar. Boss Bar. And then yeah. he I, said Y Bar or yeah. was it Wine Bar? Oh, he said a Wine Bar. On Namki Coin, yes. Or something Street. like that. Yeah, I don't know which one that is. Yeah. But anyway. Okay, cool. Well, that worked pretty well, I thought. Yeah. It could have been a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> but I think by, by telling them I want to eat Vietnamese food, at the start, they had like the same basis of what they yeah. can recommend. So that's Hua Tuk, uh, Propaganda, and um, uh, Vietnam, Vietnam House. House. Yeah. And all sort of different price points, I think, as different well. Different price points yeah. and different styles. Yeah, so that was good. Yeah. And different bars as well. Yeah. So they didn't mention Hard Rock Cafe once. <laughs> yeah, David. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're not going. Oh, there is no Hard Rock anymore. Oh, it's closed, has yeah, it? Yeah, it oh, is. Oh. Okay. Uh, okay, David. So yeah, we, we we're, blame we're David <laughs> for, for Hard Rock Cafe's demise. Well, Mel, uh, thanks for being a good sport and yeah. popping on the episode today. Uh, does this mean you'll be back again soon? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's great. So don't forget, if you want to follow Mel and see what she gets up to outside of a real job, <laughs> yes, she has a real job, unlike someone else around here. Be sure to follow her at Melanie Castle on Instagram. Thanks, Mel. Bye. Well, that's it for this episode. A pretty epic one. It got a little bit out of hand, but I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to let me know your thoughts about this episode by answering the question and commenting at the bottom of the page if you're listening to Spotify. If not, head to the website, thebureauasia.com, where you'll find this episode or go to Facebook at The Bureau Asia. But hey, 
be nice. Be sure to listen in next episode and don't forget, share it with your friends if you like it. Until then, take care and be safe. This is Matt Cowan. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your week.